David Martin. I'm a Jamaican-born, Bronx-raised New Yorker. I'm also an educator, musician, realtor, serial entrepreneur, husband, and dad of three girls. I like meeting and talking to people that have mastered skills that I'm still personally working on. So what is the Superpower Podcast? Well, the Superpower Podcast is simply a convo between friends. We seek out people who have demonstrated mastery in some way or something that the rest of us mere mortals are still struggling to figure out. How did it come to be? The idea for the podcast emerged while watching an episode of Oprah's Masterclass. I realized that the people around us, our closest friends, are already masters of their personal domains and quite frankly, pretty super by virtue of who they are and what they do naturally. That led to a convo with my childhood friend, Greg Lewin, and out of that developed the Superpower Podcast. What do we hope it will become? We hope the podcast will become something that inspires people to see and acknowledge the greatness they already have in and around them. Today, we'll be speaking with Greg Lewin, my childhood friend and all-around good guy. Let's consider this our pilot episode. We initially planned this episode as a video podcast, but we had some technical difficulties. As a result, we defaulted to an audio-only podcast, but unfortunately, the sound quality wasn't optimal. Despite all that, we think the convo was worth publishing. We'll jump right into the conversation as Greg's friends are sharing stories that highlight what they think his superpower is. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I think Greg's superpower is um, the ability to make people feel special, even though they don't actually, even though he doesn't necessarily have that close a relationship with them. So, um... Uh, there's, uh, for example, one time we were going to have a lunch, a small lunch for someone that we know that we're not necessarily that close with and don't know that well. Um, but on the way to the lunch, Greg stopped, um, so that he can buy her a birthday cake. And we got there and everybody was really surprised because no one was expecting a birthday cake. And it's like, Oh, great birthday cake. And about a week later, it was mother's day. And the same person, um, started talking about what they were going to do for their mother for Mother's Day. And Greg's like, oh, like, um, where are you planning to take her? You should take her to this restaurant. Oh, what else are you planning to give her? What kind of gifts? And so on the side, I text him and I'm like, wow, like, you guys are really that cool. You seem like real interested in this. I was like, what she's doing for, mom for, birth- for her birthday. And um, he's like, no, <laughs> we're not that cool. And so it was, I mean, it's, it was really cool um, because, you know, everyone has a superpower, you know, I mean, well, people who have superpowers, like uh, superheroes, can use their their um, abilities for good or evil. And in this case, I feel as though um, it helped her feel as though someone was really interested, even though, again, they don't necessarily have that close relationship. But the, the positive in that is just that, um, you know, he has a meme on his uh, Instagram that says something like, if people can hate for no reason, then why not love for no reason? And so in this case, again, they don't have that kind of relationship, but she felt as though there was somebody that really cared about what she was saying. Okay. All right. So I don't necessarily have a story, but um, Greg is a super popular person. Greg knows everybody and everybody knows Greg to the point where we thought that maybe he should just run for office and get it over with. <laughs> now the thing is it's like reason why he's like that he loves like networking he likes meeting people he likes formulating friendships and stuff like that and um he doesn't necessarily do it for just his advancement he does it because he really loves friendship and he always he'll tell you himself that he loves love 
right? So I feel like his superpower is just showing love. Um, and there's several ways he does this. <clears throat> One way is like, he knows all these people and he knows everybody's birthday. Like, <laughs> I know about five people and if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't remember their birthdays at all. <laughs> and he remembers all their birthdays. So this is, of course, important. It's like, oh, shoot, you remember my birthday. So it makes him feel special. Second thing he does is you'll be in a setting and everybody's chatting and you'll just see Greg pull somebody to come step into my office and he'll have a little powwow with them because he'll remember things you're going through. He'll remember things that you're doing, things that are going on in your life. He'll have a powwow with you and stuff like that, which just furthers the bond and let people realize that this is just not just a surface thing that he really is interested in what I'm, um, what they're doing. So, you know, these are just little things that, um, people see as genuine and just attracts, uh, it's attractive to them. And I feel that that is a superpower. That is his superpower, just showing love. Anthony? So for me, I think Greg's superpower is his ability to improve one's current state. So even if you're already happy, if Greg has the ability to make you happier than that, he'll do so. And it's not even the case of, oh, you're happy enough if he has anything within his power to make you just that one step happier, he will do that. So I remember back in high school days, I used to, I'm Greg's cousin, godbrother, so I was always at his house. And I really envied the way he and his older brother, Carrie, used to dress. And so I, I mimicked a lot of it. And that allowed me to receive the high school superlative of best dress. But I'm mimicking Greg's. So I don't know what to wear for that day. And I'm telling Greg, and his answer is, well, here, you can wear my Armani Exchange sweater. Now, I'm 16. The, the, the highest brand I have is like Sears. So, <laughs> to, to, to wear Armani Exchange and, and be, be memorialized in it for the rest of my life in, in this sweater, it was, it was amazing. So, to me, that's great. To Sears. That's awesome. Um, so I think Greg has two superpowers. Um, we spoke about it a little earlier. I think one, Greg can make light of any situation. He can make you laugh in any situation. And I've coined the phrase Gregify because <laughs> it can be the most serious situation and he will find something to make you laugh. So for instance, I'm in the hospital on my deathbed and Greg comes in to visit as he usually does after work. And I know that I have to hold my stitches because he's going to say something or do something to make me laugh. And I looked forward to when he was coming to the hospital or when he popped up, it was like, Ooh, Oh my gosh, Greg is here. Time for a joke. Um, so, you know, I, I think, and especially during that period, I needed to laugh. And he was the only person that had me laugh during that period. And I, I will always remember that. Um, I also think that when Greg is with a group of people, it doesn't matter if he knows them or he doesn't know them, every single person feels special in that group. Like, ah, oh, Greg saw me or Greg spoke to me, that kind of thing. And I think um, touching on what Kason and Erica were saying, that each person feels super special because he remembers something 
whether it's your birthday or what you did before or, you know, whatever you're working on, he remembers something about you, which makes you feel special in the moment. Thanks for the birthday gift, G. <laughs> that was super special. I opened it and I was like, oh my God! <laughs> so, yeah, that was awesome. That's dope. And by way of video, Tamika. Hey, y'all. I couldn't be here with you today, uh, but I wanted to pop in and say a quick hello. It's uh, 6 a.m., so I must really love y'all to do this. More specifically, uh, I think Greg totally has a superpower, and his superpower is humor. Um, and not so much about making other people laugh, but about finding the humor in everyday life. Um, life can be tough, and humor greases the hinges of life. It allows us to retain more information, to have fun with the things that often disappoint us. I mean, who starts the hashtag funny always wins and continues to populate it with the things that let us smirk and smile throughout the day and share with our friends? I think Greg could actually teach a master class on expanding the ways we see the world using humor. And to end uh, my brief uh, and spectacular thought about Greg having a superpower, I'll share how we bonded over the years over our mutual love of the funniest show ever, Martin. And you can fight me on that. Uh, but he is set to continue to connect with me, to continue to share the bond that we've had over the years. And uh, I love him and his superpower. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Awesome. All right, so, Greg, before we um, move on, after hearing everything that's been said by the people who um, probably know you as good as anyone, what do you think your superpower is? Um, I think my... My superpower is empathy. Um, I think that whether it's energy or vibes, I can, for whatever reason, feel that somebody's energy is off, right? And 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 or or if it's change, or or if people just, or maybe it's my recognition of patterns, but. Um, I think being able to recognize that sometimes helps me also recognize that sometimes um, people need encouragement and you may never know what someone is going through. So just always trying to be able to recognize that and, and play on that or work on that. I guess that's what I think it is. So I listened to a podcast recently, and the author of the book, the name of the book is The Ideal Team Player, was talking about um, essentially like three core values that mean the most in organizations. And the core values that they emphasized were smart, humble, hungry. Smart, humble, hungry. In this instance, um, when they talk about smart, they were specifically talking about emotional intelligence or being emotionally smart. And I feel like all the stories we've heard from uh, everyone in the room kind of come down to emotional intelligence. And so I wonder, is that something that you've spent time thinking about um, in how you craft your friendships? Um, no, I think for me, um, 
a lot of it was innate. Like I've taken in professional development courses, I've taken emotional intelligence or EQ, but, but, but a lot of the things that they were taught, I think came natural to me. Right. So really just the understanding of how you may respond to someone, um, can really impact the entire interaction. So really recognizing that, um, however they present, they're not just coming. It may not just be a response for that particular situation, but they're also coming with, um, all of their life experiences, or they may have had a bad morning, may have had a bad day, or may have had a bad life. <laughs> and, and, and all of that is coming to the table when they're speaking to you. So recognizing you now have the power to escalate that with your response or to say, you know what, let me take a step back or let me step away before I'm responding. And I think that that's always come natural to me. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, who do you think maybe you got that from, if anyone? Um, like I said, I think, I think I get that from my mother. Um, she's really, so I've just always recognized as a kid, she's always been good at whether it is reading people, like whether friends or just random people, I would hear her say like, look at this one, this is going to happen. And then whether it's a year a week later, like it always like came to fruition. But then she was always, she was never a judgmental person, right? Like she always presented the other side of it. Like, hey, listen, you know what? Yeah, that was crazy, but you never know what they're going through, or you never know what. And and always offered. Uh, well, I used, I used to always say, why are you always bailing them out? But she always thinking about it might be their experiences. And I think that that helped craft maybe is the way I think sometimes. Um, so the name of the podcast is the superpower podcast. So it's only fitting that we start with um, how you got your superpower and every superhero seems to get his or her power through something that at first appears to be uh, a tragedy. So for example, David Banner um, becomes the Hulk after the explosion at the power plant. And um, I started thinking about like where you might have gotten yours from. And I couldn't help but go all the way back to when you were in middle school. You know where I'm going with that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I think um, I was in like my last year of high school and I was sleeping and um, I think I might have had night school the night before. And I woke up in the morning and was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to school today. And I hear the doorbell ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and i'm like why won't this person go away um but for whatever reason the doorbell just kept ringing um so i thought maybe at first it was like you know sounds bad to say but Jehovah's witness because we used to get a lot of visits <laughs> back in those days um but i look out the window and i peek because we're from the bronx um <laughs> And I'm having like a bona fide biggie moment, like, yo, who the hell is this paging me at five forty six in the morning? Long story short, I look out, it's Greg, and I'm like, Oh, it's Greg. So I go down, I open the door and get the surprise of a lifetime. I see Greg standing there leaking. Um, all right, you take the story for me. Uh, um yeah, I remember that day vividly. Um I got the beats, <laughs> oh my God. you 
know, beats by Dre, beats by Mike, beats by Malik, <laughs> beats by Sean. I, I'm still looking for y'all if y'all out there. Um, <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I would have to agree. I think even when people um, talk to me today and they say, like, you know, how did you get this personality where I can add levity or everything kind of becomes a joke, I, I do point back to that time. I think that back then, prior to that, I'd always been... And even now, in many instances, I'm very sensitive to tone. So how a person says something, what they say, how they say it, um, I'm sensitive and sometimes, you know, um, react to that. And so I remember that I went to that school in the seventh grade and and it's a middle school, which is fifth to eighth grade. So by the time you get there in the seventh grade, like all the cliques are already established, the bullies, the cool kids and everything. And so I got there in the seventh grade and... I just didn't want to follow any of the rules. Like, you know, I didn't really respect the bullies or, or, or whatever. Yeah, and that was I with the hands. I mean, I took some L's every now and then, but I felt okay with it. And then I remember the very last day of school, like we had already graduated middle school and we we're just coming back to pick up like our diploma or, or what have you. And I walk out the door and there's like two main doors to the school and I could look down by the other door and I could see like five or six guys and those were like the known bullies in the school and I saw them gathered and I just knew that they were there for me like you know I, I'm not sure if I had trouble with them or what I, but I just knew for whatever reason that they were there for me and the way it was set up was the door that I came out if I would have just went to the right I could have gone to the bus stop and chilled and been, been fine or I could go that way you know and then pride is just like nah we gonna go that way in hindsight <laughs> wasn't my best decision <laughs> but, but yeah, and that's then the rest was history. I just got feet, hands. I mean, put the paws on your yep. boy, yo. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and then I went, ran over to to, to 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 David's crib and to try to get some help. And you know, he was my nine one one. So I remember asking you, like, yo, where's Carrie? And these are the days of no cell phones. And I remember you telling me that Carrie had already left school. And I felt like, all right, I guess I'm big bro now. So threw on some clothes, went into the garage, grabbed my father's machete, left the house like, yo, I guess we're about to, you know, bring new meaning to the phrase, chop it up. (laughs) Um, And I thank God that to this day, we never found those dudes because we would definitely be having this conversation from behind bars. But I feel like that experience had a big impact on you. Um, And I didn't see it in the immediacy of the moment. But in hindsight, I feel like you essentially became a different person for the better. And so I wonder, like, how that experience changed you as a person and how you decided to interact with people going forward. Yeah, it, it, it definitely did. Um, I, I now know to go the other way if I see trouble. <laughs> but, um, but besides that, I think that um, um, I, I, and I think it's that moment that I just realized, like, why, why, why am I stressing things? Like, what's, what's the big deal? It's so I am able to like walk away from situations and, and, and not take things so seriously. And I think that, yeah, I got the humility beaten to me that day. And so from there, it's like, it's, it's not really worth it. One of the things that I've always admired about you is that you have a very diverse group of friends. Um, and it seems like anywhere that we go, you know somebody. And it's not just that you know them, it's that they know you. And the running joke is like, yo, damn, Greg know everybody. Um, 
<laughs> so I wondered, did that just happen or were you intentional about that? I, I, I think it just happened. Um, you know, as Casey mentioned, and it's a phrase that I always say, like, I love love, right? I love um, showing love, right? And I think that as a result of that, um, energies connect. And so um, I'm cool with a lot of people. I, I remember even in high school, this dude, he would be like, yo, a dude could be blue. And Greg would be like, what up, yo? You know, and um, I think that, you know, I think that, uh even in high school, and maybe you know, as 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 a result of that other situation, but I I didn't necessarily subscribe to um, what the definition of cool was, right? So to me, it's like everybody um, was cool, and everybody kind of has this story. And so, even if you didn't necessarily dress the way that cool was defined, or you didn't necessarily talk the way cool was defined. I feel, still felt like everybody had a story and really took the time to get to know everyone. And so I think that as a result, I go different places now and seem to know and can't hide, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let us into your world. How do you build those relationships? Um, honestly, I think the key is, is that I listen. Um, I think that, you know, I think oftentimes in conversations, people, people tend to be surface. And I think that you have to be able to build some, some trust with them first. So I think establishing trust is the first step. So just, and one thing I know, even whether it's through performing, um, or, or just in regular interactions, people tend to give back the energy that you put out, right? So, so I recognize, like, if I say, hey, David, what's up? You're going to be like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, how you day? You're like, oh, I'm cool, right? But if i like, yo, Dave, what up, Dave? You know, like, it with a big smile. You, you just, it's going to be infectious. You're going to smile. And so I think, like, now it's like, okay, this person cares about me and then obviously you're not going to share your deep dark secrets but I think you recognize like oh this guy's pretty cool and I might just ask something about then the next time we come I, I'm gonna <laughs> the, next, the next time we meet I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna follow up with whatever we spoke about before right so so if you tell me like yo I got this crazy test right now right then if I see you again next week I'm going to say, yo, how was that test, right? So, and I think people recognize like, oh, it didn't just go in one ear and out the other. He wasn't just asking. He he actually cared because he followed up. And so I think that relationships kind of developed that way. That's cool. And I think maybe part of it, right, is that <clears throat> I think there's an intentionality about doing it. Um, and I wonder if you ever like just not want to do it. Um, I don't do it if I don't want to do it. Okay. Um, um, there are times where I don't feel as social, um, and sometimes my energy might be that, and I think sometimes, you know, people are approaching and they're like, hey, he didn't greet me with that, hey, Greg, and so, so oftentimes, like, if I'm not in that energy, people will say, what's wrong? And it's not necessarily anything's wrong, but I'm just, I just don't have that energy today. And I think that 
Um, sometimes people read that as, as wrong or they expect you to be on 10 all the time. That's true. And but again, that's what we expect of like superheroes. We also expect that superheroes will always be good. And so Erica um, alluded to something er earlier that I wanted to ask you also, which is like, have you ever used your superpower for evil? <laughs> and what stops you from using your superpower for evil? Um, um, if you don't, and if you do use it for evil, then what stops, stops you from using it more often? So I think... I have used my superpower for evil. Um, let me see. How, how do I explain this? Um, <laughs> I think that I think that it's. I don't recognize that it was used for evil until the result of it, right? And I think that, um, like now that I've recognized it, you know, I won't share how I use it for evil. Yeah. <laughs> but but I have but I but I do recognize um, as, and again because I talked about the empathy when I recognize the the post effects af after it so maybe sometimes like damaging um, a relationship and recognizing the impact that it has and then that actually impacts me so um, that is what keeps me from using it for evil more often. How does you becoming a verb, <laughs> like the whole gratifying, gratifying stuff, how do you escape that, that connotation? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, how do I escape? So, like, gratifying is, like, a thing that is both good and could be, like, sort of, like, you using your power for evil. Um, <laughs> But it's also kind of viewed in a very like funny kind of way. So do you embrace the gregifying? Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely embrace it. I think that um, the other thing about like you know reading people and, and 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 giving people the benefit of the doubt is I think a lot of times you have to consider what's the intention or the intent behind it, right? And so. Um, so like I'll give people passes if I feel like they just didn't necessarily like if it's something that might have offended me, but I didn't think they meant it that way, then you might give them the pass. I think <laughs> with the Gregified things, I say some things that might seem crazy sometimes, <laughs> but I think because people know that it's just in humor, it is just good natured and 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 and, and it's well intentioned, or they know that because in other instances where I pour pour love into people, I think they recognize that it's just it's just jokes, and and so I so I embrace it, and I love to gregify things. So every superhero has a superpower, and every superhero's power has some threat that is like always looming, um, something that renders their superhero power useless and actually threatens their life. Um, for instance, super. Superman had kryptonite. Um, and when I was trying to figure out what your kryptonite um, might be, the first thing that came to mind was your battle with uh, lupus. So recently, and I want to say like it was a couple of years ago, you posted something in um, one of our group chats 
um, about going to a gala and sort of like in support of um, victims of lupus. And you like quickly mentioned someone finding out that you had lupus. And I was like, what? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> um, but I was like crazy shocked. Not too long after that, we had a convo about um, your battle and the fact that you like almost died. And I was like, yo, how how is it possible that like my boy almost died and like I had no clue? Like where where the hell was I? So after piecing the timeline together, I realized that it was during the time that I think I was in Georgia um, or one of those moves. You know, we moved. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I was shook at the thought of you know losing, almost losing my superhero friend. So I wonder, like, what person, thing, or object is your um, kryptonite, and how does it affect you personally? <laughs> um. <laughs> so just addressing that whole thing, I, I, um. I think also like the personality and being able to gregify um, battling lupus at that time, um, I think is what helped me through it. Um, I think that even when, you know, the doctors were like, oh, we, th- we suspect it's lupus or whatever. And even before I really knew what it was, you know, like they feel like my parents took it hard. And I was just like, oh, they were like, oh, you know, so we're going to have to give you steroids. And like right there in the, in, the, in the hospital, I was like, wait, so does that mean I'm going to have shrinkage? <laughs> <You know? laughs> <You know? laughs> and she was just like, I think there's some more immediate concerns. But I'm like, that's what you think. No, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for me to handle, boo. <laughs> to it but I but if somebody says something that's crazy like even it could be somebody in a position of authority and and it it immediately changes my whole mood changes changes um, my entire disposition and then sometimes it's more difficult to exercise that emotional intelligence but I think that that's probably the biggest thing for me I feel like emotional intelligence is a necessary skill in all areas of life, um, as we know it. So work, school, relationships, like literally everything. Um, so the last uh, piece of this is us asking you to give us a master class um, <laughs> without any preparation. So first, like define emotional intelligence for us and describe why you think it's your superpower. So emotional intelligence, if I had to define it, is um, being able to, I would say, um, control, being able to control your emotions within um, 
within any within any situation. So um, so having full control of your responses, having full um, control of your faculties, um, <laughs> just being able to to, to empathize with uh, the person or group that you're interacting with. Um, that's how I would define it. Um, did you ask another question after that? Like right. how, oh, so okay. next, let's kick it up a notch. Give us uh -oh. three steps that we can take to develop the same superpower. Oh, you just got to be born with it, baby. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, three steps. So one, I would say is don't be quick to react, right? Whenever somebody, or whether it's in, in writing, whether it's it's somebody saying something to you, don't be quick to respond, right? Um, take take a few seconds, maybe a day. Like if it's a, like if somebody writes something that sounds crazy in the tone, don't just fire back an email. Sit on it, you know, like or or if somebody says something crazy to you, be able to walk away from the situation for a little bit. And even if you have to come back to them later and say, listen, what you said bothered me and this is why, I think that that will also help develop relationships um, and, and work to not escalate situations. I think another way, I think you really have to just think that everybody has a different story. There's this concept that I, that I saw on YouTube the other day and it's, um, or maybe a couple of years ago, it is called Sonder. Right. And it's this 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 notion that everybody is the protagonist in their own movie. Right. And if you and if you really think about it, it's like everybody is 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 the star and their movie has drama, their movie has comedy, their movie has everything. Right. And then your close friends, those are the co-stars in your movie. Right. And the, the common person that you walk past on the street right, is just simply an extra in one of your scenes, right? But that extra is starring in their own movie, right? It has its own drama, has its own comedy, has its own issues. And so when you interact with somebody, just keeping that perspective, you realize that they have, they're coming with so much baggage and it could be good stuff, it could be bad stuff. And you recognize that, you know what, this person's energy is just off, but it, but it's not even necessarily you, right? It's, it's, it's everything that's happened to them in their life to this point. And even considering things like karmic energy, you have the power to pour some a positive response into them, right? Um, to be able to, even if it's just one interaction to combat the negative interactions they've had throughout their life, that being able to do that, I think one might catch them off guard because they're used to being nasty, getting nasty responses. But I think two brings a, a new level of respect for you from them. And I think that that um, helps. And the third, um, you know, drink your water, mind your business. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that, um, I think those are, those are the primary two. Um, yeah, I can't really think of a third right now off the top. All right. And last, what piece of, what single piece of advice would you give those of us who weren't, um, who haven't discovered our superpower yet? How can we find out what it is? 
<laughs> um, I didn't know what mine was. I guess ask your friends. Still, <laughs> bring your friends to a podcast. Oh. Um, I do so. I do believe that everybody has a superpower. And I think that's also part of it too, right? I think recognizing everybody's special, right? Oh, there we go. We can build that into the third one, right? Realizing that everybody is smarter than somebody in some way, right? And so figuring out what you can learn from them. Um, and so um, I think respecting what they bring to the table, I think might be that third one. Thanks for that. But I think, yeah, I think that everybody has a superpower and whether you, I think it's, what is that thing that's innate to you? What is that thing that you probably get complimented on that you don't even try to do, right? Or that people, <laughs> like, like, what do you, like, what do you, you know, like when, when so many people govern it, but it's nothing that you're even making an effort to do or something that you recognize you're, you're naturally good at that so many people struggle with, right? And so it could be, you know, a talent um, or it could just be a, a, a characteristic that, that you have and, and um, every individual brings something to the world that's that's needed and and that piece that you bring to the world is your superpower you might not be fighting crime but Pretty in fun. some ways you're saving lives now, this is just for the dramatic effect <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think that's that's it yeah I think that's so so today we talked to um, our personal superhero Greg Lewin we began by saying that we were going to talk about what your superpower was. We learned that you are um, a super emotionally intelligent genius. Um, and we also said that we were gonna um, sort of discuss like who you are. Um, and so that's probably the best way to close this off. Um, we spoke to Greg Lewin, give me your, 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 your pedigree. What's your, what's your short body? I'm, 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 I'm a nobody, man. Um, Don't be too jarring for you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was not the time to show your superpowers. <laughs> 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 not the information systems, having uh, both undergraduate and graduate uh, degrees in information systems from Lehman College and NYU, respectively. Um, the bulk of my professional career has been in healthcare, um, in, I guess, starting with data analysis and reporting and database management, and uh, eventually transitioned over from that into process improvement. So. That's Lean, Six Sigma, 
um, and, and, and project management. Um, that's the boring side of my life. And then um, I like just hanging out with friends, uh, friends, long walks in the park, um, not the beach, the beach, I hate sand, but, um, you know, friends and family are, are, are like so important to me. I think it's important to celebrate life. I think that's where, um, the value is. So, um, in my spare time, that's what I find myself doing, hanging out with friends, family, and this, that's really the stuff that's important and what matters to me. Awesome. All right, let's give it up for this black man. Special thanks to Greg for being our guest today. Thanks also to Anthony, Erica, Kason, Lorraine, and Tamika for sharing their stories about Greg's superpower. If you like the music, go check out Jeff Call, spelled K-A-A-L-E, on SoundCloud. This song is titled, That Day. Remember, not all superheroes wear capes. Thank you.